When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oi, oi, oi. It's three points in the gaff. And people, but you know something, yeah? This ain't even a week, yeah, to do big intros and all of that, yeah? So can we just turn off the music from early, please? Let's turn off the music and quiet in the zone right about now. We're live in Manchester, direct, do you know what I mean? Straight from the 0161, it's me, Pundit J, and I'm here with United fan J Motty, and I'm here with City fan Mike. But listen, uh, you, you'll address yeah? me as treble, you'll address me as treble Mike's from now on. Thank you very much. <laughs> started, all right. started already. Started already. Started already. We're not even 30 seconds into this thing and this guy's already off the wall. But listen... I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it is. Every every, every other week I sit on here and listen to you be welcome to the podcast, Big Man United. <laughs> and this week, you've decided you decided not to bother. I just want to know what that's about for a start. Well, listen, we, we, but if you shut up a minute, yeah? Well, listen, if you shut up a minute, yeah, you're going to get your Jews just hold your horses. This you guy. get me? We know you've had a few, a few, a few drinks and bevies and all that last night. But listen, this is what time it is round here, right? Because you know something, yeah? Manchester City Football Club. Let's just get it. I'm getting it straight off my chest, yeah? You were the noisy neighbours, yeah? But now you're running the street. There's no doubt about that. So I'm going to give you the respect it deserves. And listen, I'm a United fan. Over the past 10 years, people, yeah, I've watched Manchester City win titles, do doubles, Centurions, Formidables, win five league titles in six, three-peat, treble. 10th of June, 2023. I've seen it all, and it's hurt me. It's hurt my soul. But listen, I'm not here to hate in it. I'm going to congratulate you, yeah, because you have done what you are supposed to do in it. So let's just get that straight out of the way from now. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it straight out of the way from now. Do you understand me? So, Mike's, yeah, big up yourself, yeah. You've done what he's needed to do. You doubted your team. I remember it in in the winter time, but he's got there. In the end, that's the only thing I can hold on to. Boy. He was doubting his own team, but listen, they got over the it's line. Yeah, and they made right, and they made history, and they made history. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's my piece on what City have done. That's my little respect that you're gonna get. 
Marty, I'm handing the mic to you, bro. Let what's going on, bro? I, I don't quite share the enthusiastic respect <laughs> that you do. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm fully bitter, sulking, screw face mode. Like, ugh, you know what I mean? But um, listen, I will say congrats to Mike's because I know, unlike unlike a lot of blues that I speak to, he is he is one of them that was there from from the, the dark years and the, the tough times. So you know what? I don't begrudge any fans seeing seeing what we've seen ourselves. So fair play to you. Um, Mike's, let's get it out of the way, bro. Go on, talk, talk to me. What does this mean for City as a club? What does this mean to you? Because you've always sort of, with with the league and that, you've said about how important the league is and the league, but there's, there's the, the Champions League's there. Now you've done, obviously, the Champions League and the treble. What's it mean to you? It, it actually means more than I thought it would do. It's still probably not hit home, actually, to be honest with you. Like I see, since since the game finished and all that, I just, I, when it finished the game, or speeches, I thought, bro, how we I never thought I'd see this day. Not to get emotional on the pod and that, but it did. It did. It did hit me in that way. You think, bloody hell, when you start thinking back over the years, and I'm not even talking about the league. I haven't even talking about just surviving in the prem. I know everyone likes to go all the way back down and all. I remember those days, but even just being in the prem is like and getting a getting a victory at the weekend was a buzz. But to be here now and like, like I mean, pundit there reeled off all the stuff there. It's actually it's actually fantasy football stuff is real off there. Um, and like like you said, I, I, I I'm just uh, elated. Is it even a word? I can't even describe the emotion. Um, but I, I, it's probably it's definitely the happiest, one of the happiest I've been um, at the end of the season. I de- definitely, I, 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 yeah, it, it's touched me in all sort of ways. And I, like you say, people are gonna get carried away and start going. You City's trebles, but and United United trebles, but you, you, really you can't do all that. But what I will say is. City's treble was better and Pep Guardiola is a better manager and it's just been proven. Hey. It's been proven hey. now. That story's ended. Let me finish. That story's ended. Just, 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 we've got to prove it. Like I can see Pep Guardiola's gone out there. He's done it in a tougher period. In a tougher period. He's done it. In a t- what, what are you laughing at? <laughs> a tougher period? What does that mean? What are you right, talking about? I'll tell you Go why on. you've done it in a tougher period. Thank you very much. Because when United won the Champions League, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No British team had won it six, seven years either side. So the Premier League's tough off. That's what I'm being getting at. In the last five Well, that's years, not... That's, that's the, misleading, that, though, to be fair, Mike. So I'll, I'll come back on this. Three, three different Premier League teams have won the Champions yeah. League. In it. So that proves the yeah. Premier League's in a stronger do, position. Do, it, does, it, it does. It does. That. Can, I explain, can I explain why that's, that's not true? That's the Bruno. Can I explain? There's, there's for starters, there's four Premier League teams in the Champions League every year now. There wasn't pre '99. There was one, matter. right? Also, you also know, you know, and let me let me finish. Also, we were banned for for some of that, and plus, plus, there was the free foreigner rule, which hurt English teams more than any other teams. We, you know, so what we seen lads, now, lads what? that were growing up were, were in, you know, and it hurt Pep when he was at Barca. Don't forget AC Milan turned them over in 94, wasn't it? When it was, a, was it 93, 94? Because AC Milan just had a team full of Italian. So it's not fair to yeah, say, I don't was, think, I don't think to say. By the same rules at that nah, time. because, because yeah, so you like, can't, you can't, so of course, of course you can, like, you had, you had like, kids like. everyone at that time is playing by the No, because it was, it hurt, it hurt English teams more. It hurt. That's why it's tougher now. Because players can But you're saying, you're saying like, it's, it's tougher now because more English teams are in the, are in the Champions League. No, no, no. 
of winning the, of won the, of won the Champions League. More English teams have won it. We're dumb, English teams are dominating Europe right now. But English, that's what I'm getting at. English teams were at a disadvantage then. And for some of that period, we're even in the competition. Hang on a minute. But the, the foreign teams had a free, the free, the free play. But it hurt English teams more is what I'm saying because Why? you had kids like Ryan Giggs, who grew up in Swinton, he's a foreigner. Danny Serwin, who'd been in England since he was 16, is a foreigner. Roy Keane, who'd been in, in England since he was a kid, is a foreigner. But Italian teams, it's AC Milan had a team already full of Italians. They, had, they didn't even yeah. fill their quota and they won it. They were playing by the same rules though. So that doesn't yeah, but the rules hurt. Certain rules will hurt certain countries more. And that rule, yeah, I, mean, I grew up watching those teams, our entire team, right? I was watching Lee Martin and Gary Walsh play in the Champions League. Because we are a team, that's only hurt. That's British only players, British players weren't more. English. English players aren't good no, it did. That's, look at the facts. That's, that's look, not a, look, that's not a, look at the that, facts that's of it. Your barometer for, no, because we didn't have that many English players, though. Like every team, every team in the Champions League had like seven or eight English players, three or four Scottish players, three or four Irish lads, a couple of Welsh lads, and all those, what, what the Welsh, the Scottish, the Irish, they're all foreigners now. So it hurt you more. So all of a sudden, yeah, but you're that's like, the everywhere, wow. though. Well, what about the fact that there's English teams not even in it then? What do you mean there's English teams <laughs> not even in it? Like, we weren't in it for, for years leading up. In, in the beginning of the 90s, we weren't even allowed in it. We were still banned. Yeah, I once said, though. So basically, English yeah, teams were banned are... in the beginning of the 90s. It wasn't until 91, I think, when we were allowed back in it. And then obviously, yeah. Liverpool weren't allowed yeah, in it when yeah, they won it on, because of the ban. So yeah. when you're not yeah, in it, you're not going to win it, are you? You two are arguing about which team done it in the hardest era and all that, but it's two totally yeah. different eras, isn't it? So it's hard. You, none of you are going to win the argument. Yeah, yeah. City no, found I, I, get, I, get, no, I get his argument. I get his argument. Yeah. But I don't think you can say this proves it's harder because English teams have been winning it. Because I think that's flawed. Because I think it is flawed. But there is I, I get you. Right. But you, you, you might have a point if you say Real Madrid are a better team now than. The, the Bayern Munich team that United faced or the Bayern Munich team you face now are Wait, better than the I'll Barcelona. I couldn't, I couldn't understand well. that argument, but I, I don't I get the, the, the English teams. The amount of concentration <laughs> and focus that goes into football now about how to keep... Mate. It's Pep's team now would strangle any team from the era. I'll tell you that right now. That's my that's opinion. Anyway, back to hey, it. Back, go on. Back, back to it. Back go to on, because we got sidetracked then with all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. We will, but... One thing I would say is, I, I, I'm going to get you going again. On this Go on. very pod, Mr. Motty, yeah? Go on. You said to me, yeah. Pep Guardiola, this was your measurement. Yeah. Pep Guardiola doesn't win that Champions League at Man City. It's a yeah. bit, it's a bit, t- that was your measurement, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course, so, so, so of course. We have to start questioning, is Alex Ferguson any good now? Because Pep Guardiola's won three and Alex Ferguson right. won two. I thought that was a nonsense point because he's yeah. won two. But I, I, I thought, let you and a lot of United fans have that. You know what? He needs to win another one for whatever reason you felt for. He's now won more yeah. than Sir Alex Ferguson. So why are you yeah. now going to admit Pep Guardiola is a much better manager than Sir Alex Ferguson? No. Right, I'll tell you why. That's like saying Ancelotti <laughs> is much, much better than Pep Guardiola then. So, so, what, so, so, so you're I'm saying Ancelotti is better than Pep? You're saying Ancelotti is better than Pep? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No, look, I will, if you let me explain, you're saying Ancelotti's better than Pep, just so we're clear. You think Ancelotti's a better manager than Pep. No, I thought your argument was a whole load of nonsense. No. That's the point. No. You're saying to me, the one that's won the most Champions League is a better manager. So no. is Did you not hear what? Because I didn't say. Go on. You you were questioning Pep Guardiola not winning another Champions League. I, I was, and I think he should. Yeah, he should. I think he should have won more at City. Even right, now, right, I've that's said it all along. That's fair. So, so he's now won three more than your yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson. So yeah, where's the measurement now? Where, where's the measurement now? Because Alex Ferguson's not won as many as Pep. So it's not a debate in your in your eyes that Pep Guardiola is a much better manager. It's not. Of course he's not. I don't. I don't think Bob Paisley. Excuse me. Fantastic. I don't think Bob Paisley is a better manager than Sir Alex Ferguson. Not a chance. Yeah, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Let me ask you something. So, okay. That's flawed yeah, to say let, whoever's yeah, won the most sec. Champions League is better. Yeah, Martin, I would have never say Bob Paisley yeah, is a better Martin manager than Fergie. Yeah, but Marty, why don't you think Pep's a better, not a better manager than Fergie? I think what the only you reason, that he might end up being it, right? The only reason I would say, and I've said this all along, you listen to me, anything I've said about Pep Guardiola, I said it when I did summit the other week with a City fan on a podcast. Pep's a fantastic manager. I'm not saying he isn't, right? Pep Guardiola, though, he's always had a good team. He's inherited a fantastic team, right? Let Hear me out. Barcelona won the title, in, uh, the Champions League in 2006. He took him over in 2008. City won two of the last four titles. He took him over. Um, Bayern Munich went to back-to-back Champions League finals. He took him over. Now, he gets great teams and he does well with them, yeah? Other than maybe Bayern Munich, but City and Barca, he smashed it. So Alex Ferguson gets teams that have done nothing. Aberdeen haven't done anything. They're still the last team ever to beat Real Madrid in a final. Manchester United haven't won a title in 20 years. We won 13 on his watch. He takes teams that have won nothing in decades and makes them great. Pep inherits great teams and makes them better. That's the difference. That's why I think it's too soon now to go, Pep's the better manager than Fergie. Once Pep's been here for a long time, if he sticks around and he go, you go, look, Pep's won all this over a period of time. Because let's not forget Fergie as well. From 93 and 2013, that's a completely different team. Hold on, hold on. He built teams for nothing. All right, so I'm going to come to you, Mike, in a sec. But let me challenge that point there that you've said there. Yeah, buddy, right? So are you not taking into the fact that Pep actually, when he walks into teams, he gets rid, rid of a lot of players, brings in the youth academy players like he did at Barcelona? Yeah, got rid of Ronaldinho and Etu and other guys. Etu scored against name. us in the final, bro. He didn't get rid of it. Etu scored against United in the final. You get rid of him. You get rid of him. Are you mad? Who was, who was it that he got rid of? Beko <laughs> then. He was one of them guys there anyway. Big players that he's got rid of. And he brings through the youngsters in it, yeah? And made them what they are today, what we know them as today, yeah? It's Manchester City. He's got rid of, what, 40-odd players but, but in his whole time. Those players... Nah, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So what I'm saying to you is... is Pep rips apart teams and rebuilds them. This Manchester City team isn't the same team that he had. He's lost company. He's lost Aguero. He's lost David Silva. He's lost Fernandinho. And now he's won the Champions League without that core spine of that team that he took over. So what I'm asking you is, are you not going to give him credit for rebuilding teams that he actually inherited? 
I'll give him credit. I've just said he takes him to another, but you're wrong about the Barcelona thing, bro. I watched that Barcelona team in 2008 against us in the semi-final under um, Frank Rijkaard. I watched them in 2009 and I watched them in 2009 and it's basically the same team. There's what, a couple the of changes, changes but he didn't rip it apart. He didn't rip what it apart. So you're basically, yeah. so you're basically saying... So you're basically saying... I'm saying I'm my argument is he takes a great team or a very good team and makes them better. He's never had a terrible team or a team that needs completely rebuilding. Like that Barcelona team, he kept Xavi, Iniesta, Messi. He kept all them, man. And he, did, he got better at him and he got trebled. Like, I'm not saying he didn't, but it was a great team when he took over. He already had Messi there, he had Xavi there, he already had Iniesta there. This didn't like he inherited a load of so, stuff. Fergie, Fergie had yeah, some question drunk, then. drunken people that he had to get rid of. They were, they were so, is Jose Mourinho, so is Jose Mourinho a better manager than Alex Ferguson? No, no. Why? Jose's done so. the same thing at Porto. No, he hasn't done the same thing at Chelsea. Yeah, he, 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 he has. Those teams yeah, 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 but he's not. Like I said, though, you're ignoring the longevity thing. Both of you have ignored it. You've both ignored my point about longevity. Like the team that Fergie inherited, not one player was in that team when he won the league, right? United, not one was in the starting eleven. The team that he won the league with in 1993, not one player was in the starting eleven in 2013 when he won his last. Yeah, title. but do you know why? Like, yeah, but do you know why? Saying Pep's tweet this took, and he's done do you know that why and, though? And Mourinho. Nah, but hold that. on, hold on. You've never seen Pep Guardiola at a football club for five years and win nothing. You've never seen it in your life, have you? Pep, was, Alex Ferguson when he came to, to go to Bayern Munich, was he, and not win things? Alex Ferguson. Listen, let me get one thing straight, yeah? I rate Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah? <laughs> he's one of the so United fan. Come on. Yeah, he's one of the greatest managers of all time. But what I'm saying is, when Fergie came to United, how many years did it take him to win something? How many? Three. three. Right, right? Between three to five years, it took him to win something at Manchester. You've never no, seen took that took him, took him three. Yeah, but look at what he inherited, bro. You're, you inherited a team in the relegation zone. No, what, when no, what I'm trying to say a team to you in the relegation zone. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say to you is this. What I'm trying to show you is this, yeah, right? When when Ferguson take, took over for, um, Manchester United, he got time to build his thing, innit? When Pep went into yeah. teams that were already semi-good, yeah, and took pieces yeah. out and put pieces in, he yeah. won straight away. So therefore, now we have to balance up, yeah, the fact that Fergus had time to do what he needed to do and Pep hasn't had time to do what he needed to do because he's won straight away, innit? I'm not. I'm saying there's differences in both of them, but you, there's nothing much that you can tell me that I've heard out of your mouth today that tell that Ferguson's done, that Pep hasn't done. The only thing you're going to tell the, me is... Yeah. You're, the Go only on. thing you're going to tell me is, is that, oh, he took teams that hadn't really won before, but loads of managers have done that. Jose Mourinho took Porto to the Champions League final, won it, won three no, times with Chelsea, who hadn't won it in how many times? Not to the, not to get the extent that Fergie's done, though. Like, look at that Chelsea team what? that Jose inherited. Not to the extent of... Like, no, we're talking Fergie, about Fergie. Porto. We're talking about Porto. Yeah, like, Porto. The, the Chelsea, like the Chelsea team you just mentioned, Jose inherited, like, eight, most of them players were already there. He didn't bring them in. They were there. Like, look at the Yo. season they had, the summer they had in 2003, that summer, and who they brought in. Like, John Terry was coming through, Frank Lampard was there. Then they brought in Petr Cech. You still have, to, you still have I, to win, though. You still have I'm to not, win, bro. But, he did, he and, did, and, but Jose's never had longevity that Fergie's had. That's another thing, like, what, what I get longevity? the Jose thing. Longevity, longevity, longevity is not a ruling football, you know? But, no, but it's an achievement to do it consistently for 20-odd years, which is what Fergie's done. Jose's a spent force already now. Moti, 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 Pundit, right? Okay, we've, we've, we had a nice go for the tangent, mate. Can, can we bring it back in just to bring it back in? We had a, we had a nice little go and we've got a few feathers, but I'd love to see it. But anyway, 
Besides the size, use well. you two are ganging up on me. Use like use no, a ball like Pep's better than Pep's better than Fergie. Pep done this, Pep's done that, and I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm not saying he might turn out to be. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't think you can say definitive now as we stand from what he's done is. That's my that's point. Right, and, that, and that's what and that's what this is about. I've not saying he won't be. We might sit back when Pep's seventy and he's won ten Champions Leagues and thirty titles and go look at what he's won compared to. So what does Pep have to do for you to think, yeah, he's better than Fergie? If he complete, like, if he sticks around, let's say, for another five or six years, keeps doing what he's doing and wins title what's after title what, and more it, Champions League, then, then yeah, I'll go. So okay, you want, you want more Champions a team, League? Rebuilds a team. No, rebuilds a team. Like, complete, I'm not just, like, I've seen Fergie completely rebuild teams, successful winning teams that have who, won things and completely rebuild team, them who, and then won again. Team? Who yeah. in his current teams from the Mancini era? From, I, I, I know that Pep, the, from the players he inherited, it's probably only the Bruyne he inherited, isn't it? I don't even know. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll know better than I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, do you know what I mean? Right, well, all right. Well, uh, you know, it's Kevin as, De Bruyne, as, though, as, arguably as, the best midfielder in the planet. As a, as a, do you know what I mean? It's not like it's no one. Yeah, but he weren't, he weren't that when he inherited him. Let's just get that right. No, but he inherited a good team, that's my point. They'd won two of the last four titles, I think. So it's still a good yeah, team. He right, won it in 2014 and he took over in 2016. You can't tell me that's not a good team. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he brought De Bruyne that, since then. Yeah, that, he but, brought De Bruyne in before he got is, there as well. well that's the fine, and I Sterling. That. That, I, I don't mind that, but I didn't know. I didn't, I, on the flip side, I can't have United fans tell me that the 2013 team that Fergie won the league with, what Moyes took over, yeah. was no good. You can't have that. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm, my point no, with the 2013 team. No, no, my point with the 2013 team is it was completely different. All the eleven was completely different from the nineteen ninety three team. So his first title and his last title at United. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's fine. That's my no, point that's with fine, Fergie. That's fine, that is why United fans try and say that, that, Fer- that, that the... Fergie left a shower of crap for the next manager. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not saying that at all. I, I don't like David Moyes. I, I think David Moyes, absolutely. I think I'm. You might not agree because you won the title that year. I think that team had another title in it. Fair enough. Honestly, that's, I, I that's do, and, and I've had this argument with players from that team. Trust me, and the, even they've been a bit like mm, maybe, but I think. Moyes just completely messed up that team, like with some of his decisions. But that's another story. So that's but I'm right. always. Said, like, if we still do this podcast in ten years, right, and we've had the you've had the longevity that, that, that you talk about, the peps don't know that, then you can come back to this and you can throw it down my face, and we'll go look. All right, I'll hold my hands up. But at the minute, we're not going. So that's not. So I, I'll be honest with you. I think that Fergie thing's a load of nonsense. Pierre. I don't think you can. <laughs> I I no, on a, on a serious, right, this is right. me That's fair enough. No, no. Because what you've what you've done, understandably, very understandably, is taken one side of the argument. The fact that Pep's gone and done it in so many domestic leagues. There's, there's so many things we can bring into this debate, but there's no point okay. because we can't compare. That and we just can't compare that. So I was throwing it in there in jest, and obviously we've got into it, and that can be argued all day. But what I would, yeah, say, yeah. What Go I on. would say is our trouble was sweeter, and I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I, I, on. I, Go I, on. Let's Go on. Right. Let's just have it right here. We've Why is it sweeter now, Mike? Let me hear this. I want to hear this. Go I want to hear this. Go on. Beating a treble at the end of a three in a row, three P. That that in itself's one thing. You think we're three titles rather than rather than the treble. beginning, Get, like United. Okay. We've then, in, in Europe, we've, we've, we've knocked out the current holders. You did knock out the current holders in Europe. We've knocked out the current holders, Real Madrid, in, in, in fight fashion. Then, in the FA Cup, our, our rivals tried to step up and stop us at the final hurdle. Got crushed like a cockroach. I tell you now, 
Yous had a chance to put a stop to it. And, and to be honest with you, I had a few calls from pundits. It will never let it happen. And you <laughs> can't get trust. I don't care what you say. You can go through everything. Our yeah. trouble is much sweeter. I'm not going to say best and worst, because that's a little not. The both right. trebles. Yeah. The both, you you got to admit there, and Pundit, yeah. the, the, in and around that, you, you'd rather beat your fiercest rivals, knock out the current holders, and that. Yeah. And just, mwah, so at the end of it. You know what? Listen, well, can, can listen, just, yeah. Can you're, I just you're, say you're... something on that? Go on. On that, yeah. You make a good point, right? I get beating United in the FA Cup was, you know, it, it's a City fan's dream, in it? To win the treble and beat United in the FA Cup final on route to the treble, I get it. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I think the way we did the treble for me, I mean, I was, you know, was there, was unreal because it was all last minute wins against Liverpool in the FA Cup when we were 1 0 down, two late goals, last minute wins against Juventus in the semi final, last minute win in the final. So the drama of it all and the way we did it, when you think you ain't going to do it and then you do it, was just unreal. I think with City, and this isn't a criticism, this is an observation, you might disagree, you're the City fan on here. It's almost like everyone expected him to do it. Everyone going into them games, everyone thought they're going to win this game, they're going to win that game. And it was like dead smooth the way you did it. And that's not a criticism, like I'm saying, it's, it's an achievement to do it like that. So it's I agree. Because, I agree. Do you know I, what I mean? I, like, I totally with agree. United, you know it was, I, I, I genuinely thought during that treble season, in about five different games, including the last game of the season when we're on league, don't forget, we want 1-0 behind uh, to Tottenham. We ain't doing this. But we think with City, it's like, they are doing it. That's how it's I, gone. i tell you what, though, I totally agree. And I, do you know what I'm going to bring that back to you? The pet factor. Because let's just have it right there individually with our players don't get all the accolades that people talk about, the best players in the world. Not, not many of our players, probably two are in that conversation, three tops are in that conversation. So to me, that's the pet factor. The fact that every other fan of every other club resign themselves. We can't stop this team. We can't stop this team. They're not talking about we can't stop Jack Grealish. Haaland didn't score for the last six games or whatnot. We can't stop this team. So to me, that's the pet factor. But I do agree. The way our pets built up this team, other fans of other clubs and the media have resigned themselves to what can we do about this juggernaut. So I agree in that respect. And that's why I think we're great in it because people have put us on a pedestal which the fuel can't compete with. And we're just the best team in the world right now. And it's just amazing. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hey, argue with that. Hey, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm do you know what it is? Well, you know, go on. Yeah, the machine is the sum of it, uh, like is is the sum of its parts, and and like when you got to look at the, the the city team with the cogs that he's got in there. The same thing Fergie had in his his team as well. Where you look at certain players and you think, well, he's not that great, but they fit into this machine in it, and it makes the cog work in it. John Stones in midfield, a Kanji fifteen million pound, Nathan Ake, he would have bought him from Bournemouth. Do you get me? Jack Grealish when he was at Villa, good player, but he's playing in all in all in all in all in all the major finals, you know. At a major time, do you know what I mean? And you look at it and you think, okay, cool, it is what it is. So sometimes look at it, and that's what makes Pep and Fergie great in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they both yeah. know how how to build a machine, and the cogs that maybe you don't look at and think I've, that he's I've, a world star I've, I've, just just fit I've, into it, bro. I have got one gripe with Fergie, dog. I'll give you that. I don't like this Pep saying that Fergie rang him and wished him luck on the day of the final. I don't like that at all. That's like, <laughs> I'm not having that one. Sorry, Sir Alex. I'll back you all the way, but I am not backing you on that one. Do you know what that what is? What were you <laughs> thinking? When you, when <laughs> some people, just when they recognise greatness, just yield in the face of it. See what I mean? This, this is too great. I want to cook it and see it and smell it. So we had to be part of it. I'll tell you now, I've seen um, one of your current players getting a bit upset with some of the players that fall around. I'll be honest with you. I don't think Rio Ferdinand said anything 
I don't rate Theo. I think Rio Ferdinand, I feel, uh, as a pundit, I just think he's okay. Uh, and I feel yeah, sometimes yeah. he acts like a fan in the studio, which is fine. It happens sometimes. But all that whole, I've got respect for this team. You've got to respect it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I wouldn't be good if, if one of our guys had said that. If, some, if greatness is happening, some, as a football fan, I don't mind a player saying, yeah, this, that. Yo, yo, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, greatness, in it? And just like Fergie, just like Pepe, yeah, when, you, when you've got greatest guys about, yeah, greatest achievements happens, in it? And me personally, I accepted that from the minute Pep walked through the door at City, in it? Because I knew United were going to be in big trouble because when you get yeah. a great manager, he's going to do great things. This is why it's not any surprise to me, in it? And that's why I've not been f- afraid to vocal- vocalise what I think about City, in it? Like, they've done, they got the guy who they needed to get. United, Fergie met Pep. Do you get me? Don't, I think he's don't, do you know what I mean, don't. bro? United, United <laughs> let it Honestly, slip. Don't. United let it don't. slip. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? So obviously now City are reaping the rewards of getting that the, that great manager through their door. And unfortunately for Man United, yeah, the great manager didn't come through the door. What might can you retain it though? You reckon or what? It's gonna be tough. I've not even thought about. I'm, I'll be honest with you. you know, I, I, I'm as dreamed as the, I felt like I played last night. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I, was as the, that's I thought I was in midfield. I, 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 I don't know. A recovery ran. I, I ran past. I ran past Bernardo when I was recovering. And I, I was, um, nah, it's gonna be tough. But you know what? It's, 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 it's mad in it. Like, did you guys do four in a row? You didn't do four in a row. No, this is, you've got a chance right next season to do two things United have never done. That's retain yeah. it and do four in a row. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm not going to pretend, obviously. And I think I, you're take your favourites to do that. I think you are favourites to do both of those things because you've got a team that's not ageing. I know you've got some older players, but you've got you know you've got quite but a that, lot of young players in there. But that's but, but that's the worrying yeah, thing, isn't it? Because look now, yeah, Marty, ask you a straight question: How many Champions League have Man United won? Uh, three European Cup Champions League, but in the Champions League era, two of them, if that makes sense. Right. City of three, three, if, if Pep, three, yeah. If Pep, yeah. If Pep stays there, yeah. If Pep stays at City, bro, they could, it's not un- inconceivable, yeah, that they can match United's record in a very short period mm. of time, bro. It's worrying, bro, you get me? Do you know what, right? We had all that dominance in the Premier League era where we, you know, we won all them titles and everything. And I thought to myself, you know what, like when it was happening, we'll catch Liverpool, we'll do this with Liverpool. Liverpool won as many Champions Leagues during that time as we did. And that just pains me. And that was a Liverpool team that in 2005 finished fourth or fifth. And in 2000, and whenever it was, 21, I think they finished second to City. So City the way they are, and even Chelsea have won two during that time, City the way they are, 100% they can. And I take no pleasure in saying that because this has been a little funny thing with Pep in, in the Champions League with City. Like the uh, the Liverpool game, the Spurs game, the Leon game, where just you think, what, what Chelsea? Why is that? Why has he done that? Or why has it not happened? But now they've won that first one with this City team. I just think, yeah, we could be looking at you know more more of it, unfortunately, because yeah. you know we did it. He did it at Barca, didn't he? he won two in uh, three years at Barca. So there's no yeah. reason to think why well, can't he can't do something similar at Manchester City, especially when you've got the players that you've got and they're still relatively young. It's horrible, but I can see it happening definitely. Yeah, and, and also it's like when we look when we talk about the power shift and we talk about the kids here, yeah, like there's sixteen year olds now that have just left school going to college, yeah, that don't understand, don't look at Manchester United as a successful entity, do they? They, they, they didn't no. understand when United won the league title ten years ago. They were five years old, six years old. So when you think about it, yeah, there's six there's a whole generation, bro. Do you get me? There's a Mate, whole generation I've, of kids I've, in it. 
Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Got, I've, got, I've got three of them in my house. They were, I'm like, <laughs> I took my lads right. to the FA Cup final. I took him to the FA Cup final, his first trip to Wembley. We're sitting down chatting, looking forward to the game. I look up and Gundogan scored. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I forgot, hey, man. I forgot not spoke about that. Have we got the next half round of the FA Cup final? Love it. Like, <laughs> you can't, do you know what? <laughs> this is this is called taking my medicine podcast, this, Mike's. I can't let, <laughs> like, you know, we can't ignore the FA Cup final because, you know, obviously yeah. we need to talk about it. And I've got to take my medicine off you, bro. But first of all, Pundit, I know you've got a message for us and then we'll get into the FA Cup final as well. Right, yeah. Let's got a word from our, one of our great sponsors, Falcona Private Jets. Falcona Private Jets People is a charter broker company based at Manchester Airport. Falcona specialise in private jet charter flights around Europe. So whether it's for business or pleasure, Falcona Private Jets will source a modern aircraft from their professional marketplace to suit your travel arrangements and needs. So for a quote, you can visit their website at www.falconaprivatejets.com or you can call 0161 436 0124. Listen, summer season, you need to get about. You want to do it in class and style and panache. Get onto Falcona Private Jets. Give them a call. Go on the website. Check them out and see what's going on, yeah? So, yeah, Motty. But, yeah, big shout. Yeah. So, the FA Cup final, right? Our chance to stop City doing the trouble. We can do this, right? We can do this. My lad's first. He's, he's eight years old, right? It was his birthday the day before. Took oh, him down God. to Wembley. Took him down to Wembley, right? Jesus. We've got there. We've, we've got there just in time for the, you know, the national anthem and all. I'm not into all that, me. So we're not really bothering with that. We're just chatting. There's them bucket hats. He's put his little bucket hat on. Oh, he's got his God. flag. Got he's, he's waving his flag. <laughs> he's, wait, uh, he's, he's eight years old. Give the kid a break. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> he's waving his flag. Do you know what I mean, Dad? Are we going to win today? And I'm like, listen, son, it's that. But we'll do these today. Don't you worry. Right? He's like, oh, yeah, Dad. Yeah. We look up. One nil. Gundogan. I went, son. Give it another 15, see how we get on. We might be going home early. <laughs> hey, listen, that was a... I couldn't, be, Marty, I couldn't believe my eyes, you know. I could not believe it. I thought, oh, go kick. There's no problem here. You get me just beating it up field and all that. I thought, see, you've gone long. You've changed the whole tactics and all that against us. You get me? I thought, yes. Pets thought, nah, I can't beat these. The beaters at old traffic let me go long today. I thought, right. Lindelof's going to mop all of that up there. Do you get me? And then it was, for what? The ball hit the back of the net. I'm like, no way, bro. That is, do you know what the sad thing is, right? And I expect Mike's to give give me grief for this because it's true, right? And I know it is. I know it's sad. I left the Manchester Derby FA Cup final with City on route to the treble, relieved. We lost two. Wow. I I I admit it, right? When that goal went in, yeah, I can take my medicine, right? I've seen United win a lot of things. I'm, you know... Long in the tooth, it's horrible, but I can take it. But I'm thinking, my lad's gonna come here and see us get turned over five or six nils a day, and I'm gonna ne- never live this down. And I honestly thought, because of what you've done to us already this season at, at your gaff, it was gonna be one of them. Now, listen, I'm not saying I'm proud or happy or whatever, I'm still gutted, but I thought it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And part but of you know what? Like, you know what? Part of me was relieved, honestly. I don't know that, sad bro. And I know a few other Reds in that. You're not the only person that's fought like that. I, at least we didn't get hammered. I, mean, I think that's a yeah. crazy mentality. Like, at least I know, I know. listen, I, I know, but, I know. But I, I don't understand it. But again, I see, I go back to the whole, the aura around our team, like it's an unstoppable juggernaut that, that people just think, whoa, if we don't get off, if we're not at it. And like you said, <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> that's what... like, okay, this is going to be tense. I, say, I said it to Pundit, they thought, it's going to be tense. There's going to be no chances. Like I say, it's what, right, game's just started. 
you know what? You know what it is, though? Do you know what it is, yeah? You gotta remember, United fans, we're dealing with PTSD, you know, because when we got batted 6 3, we, 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 ain't, we ain't recovered yeah. from that. We ain't recovered yeah. from the Anfield 7 0. So we understand that, right? You know what? If we don't start this game correctly, we could get walloped in front of the whole world yeah. on the big yeah. Wembley stage while City are going for the treble, innit? And to, to go 1 0 down in 15 seconds, bro, flip, you know. Do you get me? That I just mean, set the but, but what Martin said to, there to, is to, a sign to, of that. Go on, Martin. To, to be fair, to be fair, it was anyone's game for them first 11 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. Do you know what, though? To be honest with you, United got back into it, innit, after a bit. They set, yeah. like, they settled down, but De Gea, we've got to talk about the Gea just whacking it upfield, though. Please, bro. please. Like, what, do, what, because... what, what, that couldn't have been an instruction, now. It couldn't have been, who's he booting it to? Rashford, Sancho and Bruno. He's just whacking yeah. it up top, and I'm looking at it thinking, is this guy dumb? How is he booting it upfield to guys that have got no hold up play and the ball's just coming back? That is food and drink to Man City, isn't it? Do you know what it, do you know what it is, right? And I'm not making excuses. We've got to be but like, Martinez gets him out of so much trouble because when he does go short, Martinez will have three men around him or two men around him and get him out of trouble. And without Martinez there in that defence, he's in all sorts of trouble because City, as soon as they start closing him down, he panics. He panics. Yeah. And he looks at Varane, he looks at Lindelof, he looks at Wan-Bissaka and he's thinking, nah, that's not happening. So he just goes long. And sometimes he wasn't even going long. He was just kicking it out. I was like, yeah, you're just yeah. giving them possession. And you know what City do with the ball? They hurt you with it. And it was just right. time and time and time and time again. And you've all played football. You know what it's like when you're a defender or you're looking at your keeper doing that and you're thinking, bro, what are you doing, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got to defend against these lot now again. So it was just, it set the tone. It really did. And I think, you know, the fact we actually made a bit of a game, it got in it was, was a bonus because... I don't think City, I'll be honest with you, I don't think City were that great. I don't think you took got out of second gear. I think you just did what you needed to do. You know yeah, I agree. I, I don't think we were we were superb in that. It was, that is the ilky, silky show, really. And that yeah. turned up and just got two wonderful goals and stuff. But the second goal, to be fair, I don't know if I... Yeah, yeah I think I'd be fuming if Edison that night, to be fair. Bro, what's like... He doesn't move his feet, Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, he's not hit it sweetly, Gundogan. Mm. He's hit it well, and he's hit it into the place he wants to hit. But it's not like he's levered it. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? You move your feet, you get to that. But he doesn't move his feet. He just jumps. And I'm like, yeah, but why is he not took a step? Go on, bro. Yeah, we have to re, we have to, yeah, we have to rewind about 30 seconds before that. Because Bruno, oh, we're on the attack. United are on the attack, you know. And he's giving the ball away to say, and he does it time and time again. But he's got his plus points and all that. But, that's the type of stuff that annoys me. We had an you, overload going on, yeah? And we yeah, give the ball away in the centre of the park. You, yeah. Yeah, bro. You, you've, been, you've, been, you've been hot on this. Like, you praise him for the things he deserves praise for, but I know he's a player that, when he does that stuff, it frustrates you. Yeah, it gets me so mad, bro, because I'm looking at it thinking, right, we're in an attacking position here. City have pushed forward, we'd run the break, play it five yards to your left to another man in red. The guy plays it five yards to the left to another man in blue. And all of a sudden now, the ball's coming back at us. We're under the cosh. The City start probing. The winner free kick. Get the free kick. Whip it in. Bang. Go. And, and Wan-Bissaka at the back post. Poor defending for me as well for that for that, for that that strike. But that's another story. But all around, there's little mistakes happening. But you can see with United, yeah, you can see where you need the quality level to rise in it. You can see the positions. Yeah. You can see it where it's... City are more set in it. Pep's got what he needs in there and they, know, they all know what they're doing. It's all structured. It's all, t the timing's correct. The positioning's are right. Everything's right and he's got that machine going how he wants it to go in it. Where United are not really there yet, but I praise United for not like caving in because there's a couple matches this season where 
they've caved in in it, but they didn't cave in in it and 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 and, 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 and they tried to stay with City in it. Do you get me? Do you know what the the sad thing is as well, right? With all this, is is you just and again, I'm trying to defend myself here because I know I'm going to get pellets for this, but you got to be honest about it. You know, City yeah. start with their, they start with their reserve keeper, right? The FA Cup final. Let's give it. Let's give the lad a game, right? That just shows you, doesn't it? The you know mm. the levels there. They're starting with our reserve keeper. We didn't put a foot <laughs> wrong, by the way. And we're starting with our full time player of the year. You had a stinker. I look at the City bench, right? And I, and I see the likes of Phil Foden. I see Julian Alvarez. I see Riyad Mahrez. I see Laporte. Ake. I look over at ours. We're bringing on, and Mike's called me and you out on this when we back this lad. Volt Vegos yeah. did not score the Premier League goal all season. <laughs> yeah. I remember him we saying, I remember him saying, us, we did it when we backed the lad. And, you, and I remember yeah. Mike's went, you two have got early on the kid on from Burnley who's got, you know, he's he's, he's on loan hey. from Burnley. And he was, you know, fair play to him because we, we, we were following the handbook. Yeah, we were following the handbook. Rule three point oh, you back your players when they come through back the door. Your That's what we That's were doing. It, <laughs> you get we me? Did. And, 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 we, and he let us down. And then I look at it, and it's like Ganacho. To be fair, great youngster, but you shouldn't be relying on an eighteen-year-old against Manchester City to, to turn the game around in your favour. And Scott McTominay, we've done all this, me and you, pundit, and I have all my hands up. You were right, and I was wrong. No, nowhere near good enough. And I look at that, and then you, you know, the rest of the bench, Palestri, Elanga, who's not scored in 18 months. It's just, Quarry. it's night and day. It's night and day. It really is, bro. And like, you're, re- they're resting players and still mm. not getting out of second gear. And they've got a bench full of, you know, World Cup winners and, and England regulars and Phil Foden, I think, has got what, 15 goals or whatever this season. You know, we're bringing on someone who's got none in the Premier League. I mean, it's just, it just shows you that, yeah, that yeah. this is why I worry because I can see this carrying on for a little while yet, you know. This isn't a one season where you think, right, a few signings and next season we win it. This could go on for a little while because this team and this City squad, let's have it right, this City squad, it's it's different. It really is. Yeah, Mike, I'm going to ask you something about um, John Stones, isn't it? Like, obviously, like, what have you made of his transition, in it, to playing midfield um, under Pep? Is that something that you're kind of seeing in him or is it just unexpected? And is he a better midfielder than Bellingham? <laughs> well, on the Bellingham thing, I'm not gonna. I know you've got your <laughs> Bellingham out. I've stayed well out of that Bellingham debate in terms of is he that great in here. But on the John Stones question, first and foremost, um, yeah, I actually think it is something because I've watched him play at the back for us for years and I've always thought he's great on the ball, could step in there. I've always thought when we've had problems with before Rodri came. We did have that position where if Fernandino, I don't know if you remember those years, if Fernandino got injured, we, we were knackered because Godungan couldn't really go in there and for a long spell and hold it. And I was always thinking, why don't we try John Stones in there? So I've always had John Stones as being able someone who could step in there. But did I think he could go in there and perform at the level he's performing? Because I thought he was immense in the Champions League final again, to be fair. He just stepped up on the ball, calm and stuff. Obviously, in, in certain areas, you're thinking, I wish that had fell to a, a more attacking-minded player, but he's just popping up in areas and controlling the game in there and doing so well. Listen, he's been phenomenal. I don't... I, I've seen things about, could he translate further out to England? I think the England's, I think the system has to be right to be able to perform that way. So I'm not sure that can be easily translated to England, but yeah, I can't. No complaints for me, and he deserves all the accolades he's getting at the minute. In terms of footballing centre-back-wise in this country, I think it's only Rio Ferdinand over recent years that I can think of that comes close. I mean, oh, from it, what I've seen, I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you, from what I've seen of Stones, I've not seen him put a foot wrong this season. 
genuinely. Like, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have much of a, I'll be honest with you, I didn't have much of a big opinion on John Stones last season or the season before. No, it was Diaz who was getting all the plaudits for one of them seasons. I can't remember which one. It might have been last season or I might be getting it wrong. Um, but whenever I've seen Stones this season, whether it's Champions League finals or semi-finals or whatever, or at Wembley or whether he's in midfield or he's at the back, he's just, He's just, you know, he's at the top of his game and it's it's horrible to see, but he is. So there's no point in denying it. Mike, it's the one question I've got to ask you because I know I'll have United fans will be shouting at the the listening devices now going, ask, ask the, the whole 115 charges and the fact that, you know, this is a a state-owned project, so whatever you want to call it, Shape Monster, does that matter to you? Does it taint it at all? Does that worry you at all? Or is it like, listen, these are memories, this is a team winning things, I don't care. What's your opinion on that? It's 100%. These are 11 footballers that anyone in world football could have bought, apart from, obviously, you throw forward in. So, to me, 11 versus 11, that goes out there every week. And that's where it is for me. And they're the memories that are being created. I don't take as much um, interest in the boardroom or the administration antics of a football club. Never have, never will. Um, so, to me, I couldn't care one iota. Obviously, if things happen and things are proven, and then that was it. But those memories that we've got with Aguero winning the Champions League, I don't care what happens now. It happened. That moment of euphoria was there. You then don't go back and say, I've got to hand that moment back. It's with you forever, isn't it? So, so yeah. And I like to say, I think a lot of modern day fans have, probably, have become very immersed in off the field activities. And a lot of them don't really understand anything about it. But are just yeah. desperate for a team not to do well. But, so, but, but, but. But hold on a minute, because don't those fans then have a right if they think there's a team in the competition that's cheating? Now, I personally have my own view. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, you're saying you're saying that there's a lot of. I and I was gonna say I agree with you. If that's how they feel, if they feel like someone upstairs, or if a player in another team's getting paid more than another player, or someone upstairs isn't putting the right numbers in a spreadsheet, then that's affecting their team. Winning titles, and that's up to them. I don't think it does, but some think it do, and that's their opinion, isn't it? So I get the old nah, nah. That's I don't we call it what you want. Some people will call that cheating. To me, cheating is if you bribe a referee, and none of those allegations have been thrown at the club. And I, I won't take away from any individual sporting achievement. You know, it's not. I think I spoke to someone. This man speaks to someone else about, and they came with the example of, um, yeah, but what about someone taking drugs? It's nothing like drugs. That's that's enhancing what you can do on the field, you know. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That, that is a completely different thing. But people have their arguments about it. I could not care less whatsoever. It's been a fantastic season. We've done the treble, treble. And, you know, it, it, I don't... Again... Uh, for, you know what, though? On a, you know, on a level, in it, like... Obviously, my, my personal standpoint on it is charges are charges, isn't it? Charges get dropped, charges get proven. At this present moment in time, today, in June 2023, the Premier League charges that have been dropped on you, nothing's been proven yet, in it? So, to me, I don't think it's right, yeah, to condemn a club, whether it's Man United or not, 
you can't condemn the club until they actually get found guilty for something in it. Now, if there's suspicions, there's suspicions. But to me, every club cheats on all different levels in it. Cheating is cheating in it. So there's some clubs that will tap up a world class player illegally and then use that world class player that helps them win the title. But they cheated to get that world class player in the first place. So in my eyes, a man, man will shout for a corner when it came off his leg, but it didn't come off his leg. But but the ref thought he did because he's protested so much. So he's give a corner. The score from the corner, they win the match, they gain three points. It's all still cheating, isn't it? So no matter diving in the penalty box, so no matter which way we look at it, yeah, whether it's big cheating, small cheating, whatever, it's cheating as far as I'm concerned. And every single club on earth, in my eyes, cheats. And that's including my club. Do you get me? So for me, I look at it like that, innit? And then, but if you get caught, you get caught. So if City have got caught, and they find City guilty, and City have got to get punished, innit? They're going to... They are definitely deserve punishment if they get caught and they're found guilty. If they're not get caught, if they're not um, found guilty, then no one can say nothing. And it's that simple. Yeah. But until that day until that day comes, yeah, we can't say nothing. We can't say, oh, yeah, they're guilty of this. They're guilty. No, they're not. Do you get me? They've not been found guilty of the Premier League charges, which is what I'm talking about. So that's how I see it. I think there's, over time, We'll find out the truth in it about certain things. But as of today, as we're speaking now and everybody's watching the Champions League final, whatever, boom, boom, boom. They've not been found guilty of these Premier League charges, in it? So there's man in jail now that have been charged with crimes that they've not done. Those charges, they'll go to court and they may get found innocent and get thrown out. Nobody looks at that kid or that guy or that lady as guilty because they got found innocent. So that's exactly how it should be, in it? And that's how, that's how I roll about it. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you I think. I think, I think, no, I think you both make good points. Mike, I get it from you. And you've always sort of, whenever we've spoken about this sort of thing in the past, you've said, look, you're a football fan. And I get it. Football's an hobby. You go there, you enjoy your football, you crack on with it. I get all that. You don't have to be a, you know, involve yourself in geopolitics or whatever. And it's not like, you know, you've chosen this, or whatever. You're, you know, a city fan backing his team. And I get it. And Pundit, you're right. I get the whole, the charges things. I think, you know, a lot of fans are getting excited and this could be this and this could be that. And this, you know, this is going to taint it. But unless they are charged, I'm uh, sorry, prosecuted and found guilty, then it isn't going to taint anything because if they're not, then it's just going to be irrelevant. So my only thing with it all is I don't see anything retrospective happening either way. I think you'll get a fine, worst case scenario, some points deductions, but I don't think it's, there's, there's going to be a scenario where they go, well, all them titles you've won, we're going to take them off you. But we'll see what happens. When that when that does happen, and I'm not holding my breath, I think they're all talking about it taking another two years or something like that. So it's going to rumble on. Yeah. Six, just, on the, just on the final point. Go on. Uh, don't know if you two will be there. Can't wait to see all the blues at the parade. Should be a great event. Um, take over <laughs> Manchester again for another year. You know, let's go and pick the what? town blue. Blues, do you know what? Do you know, do you know what? You know what? Infuriates me about this, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is bitter, and this is sad, but I'm going to say it, right? <laughs> In 2008, yeah, because I'm old enough to remember before you say it, we won the Champions League and the Premier League in the same season, right? And we said to the, the council, can we have a parade? And the council went, no. Rangers fans have been here for the UEFA Cup final in Manchester and they've wrecked the gaff. You're not having a parade, right? So we went, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah, it is. And since then, since City started winning trophies, every year there's a parade. Every <laughs> single year. <laughs> What's all that about? Yeah, but City have, City have got deals with the council, innit? When Abu Dhabi took over, oh, they can't yeah. say no to City. Like, exactly. City would be they like, wouldn't they no Could we have a parade? The council are like, yeah, we're not worried about that. Where do you want it? How long do you want it for? No, no yeah. problem. Do you know what I mean? You're right, I'm like, I'm going to win it. We just won the Champions League. No. 
Rangers represent <laughs> the town. You'll, you'll do the same. So yeah, I'm I'm fuming because I'm in I'm in the northern quarter. So I'm gonna be uh, I'm probably I was saying to Pundale, I'm probably gonna have to sit in my office for a little while till the early hours of the morning or something to avoid it all. Um, just quickly, we've spent loads of time on City and it's only right, listen, I'm not that bitter that we can't acknowledge what's gone on and the achievement and everything. Just quickly, Mikes, this summer, are you going to go big again? Do you need a little bit of a tweak? Is it going to be more players going out and coming in? How do you see it panning out? Yeah, so uh, to, uh, yeah, to be fair, it's a mad one because I've, I've not had time to take breath. It's all going on at the minute, but there's a few that, there's a few that are... <laughs> There's a, there's a few that are rumoured a few that are rumoured to be moving on Laporte and Bernardo and they are two to, for me two important players at this at the club so if they go we are going to need reinforcements uh, if one or two of the lesser lads go um, like Gomez and one or two of the lads that were at Sheffield United that they, they're not part of the squad uh, but I don't think it's going to be wholesale and heavy duty I think there's the core set of players there that'll be hungry to go again next year that'll, that'll definitely be hungry but there'll be one or two Considering the options, the one player that doesn't get a mention at the moment that may be considering the options, which I hope he isn't, but is Mares seems to have less football. But I do believe, and this is just my opinion, I could be completely wrong, that Grealish is going to fall into that Bernardo Mares Foden cycle. Don't think he's going to play as much. I think it's happened every year to one of them where they get in the team and have a good long sustained run. It tends to be the second year at the club. Mares done it when he came his second year. He had a good long system. It's like Petting Bebby even in the second year and made him feel so important to the team. And then they became part of that rotation thing of the front of forwards. I feel like that may happen with Grealish. Not to say he's going to be dropped, but there may be a rotation system with those guys in Mares may feature more folding as well. And that might just be just to keep it fresh up there, really. Fair enough. Makes a, makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's not like you, you know, you need any wholesale changes in. You proved it in the summer. You proved it in the summer when you moved on Gabriel Jesus and you moved on Zinchenko and Arsenal yeah. was getting a and Sterling and sorry, I almost forgot Sterling and people were saying, "Oh, is that you know could that be one player too far?" Especially when Arsenal had the start they had. But yeah. I always thought, I always thought, to be honest with you, I'm not just saying this now because I said it at the time. Like, there's no way Pep Guardiola is going to sell Jesus and Zinchenko to Arsenal and Arsenal win the league with him. It just ain't going to happen. I just I couldn't see that. That one sort of working out like that. And to be fair to Arsenal, for a little while they made a game of it. But City, you know, for once, Gary Neville, I don't always agree with Gary Neville, but he was bang on when he said he's senior. Once you kick into that fourth, fifth gear you've got towards the end of the season, he said you'll finish above and by some distance, which is exactly what what you did. So, pains me to say it again. I keep saying this, but fair play to you. Uh, We'll move on to um, to the more important footballing story, Manchester United (laughs) season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even I'm struggling to say this one. But listen, Eric Tanag's first season, um, not an easy one coming on the back of a disastrous season last season. I think finished six under Ralph Ragnick, the old Gagan press that Pundit was telling us about, didn't really work out. <laughs> struggled, struggled a lot last season. We came in, he had, a, to be fair with him as well, not the greatest of starts, the, the, the first two games, the, the loss at home to Brighton and then losing at, at Brentford 4-0. I actually thought going into the Liverpool game, I thought the worst. I thought this kid might end up doing like De Boer at Palace and, and end up getting his, <laughs> getting his P45 after like three or four games, whatever it was. And even though I like Tenag and I think he's a good manager, you don't know because you think you lose your first two games and then you lose at home to Liverpool. The pressure's the pressure's on you, but he turned you know he turned it around. We got some big results, especially at Old Trafford. Not all plain sailing. You mentioned it earlier, Mike. That some of the defeats away from home were shocking. 
But at Old Trafford, he said he wanted to turn it into a fortress. And to be fair to him, we did. We beat everyone at Old Trafford after a, a certain while. And then in the Carabao Cup, getting that little bit of a, a trophy drought ended after six years, getting to the FA Cup final, but then obviously losing to City and finishing third in the league, which was a, a really good, a good sort of place to finish. It mm. was just, it was a bit of a weird season in the league because we had them big results at home, beating Liverpool, beating City, beating Arsenal, and then to lose 7-0 at Anfield and 6-3 well, at, you know right? at, at, at the Etihad. You know, it was it was odd. But in, on the whole, I think to finish third is a, a, a positive and he did well considering what he inherited as well. Do you know what, right? On the face of it, like, I, I take, as you know, I, I've got, there's no love lost for me with United. But if I was a United fan, yeah. In Ten Hag's first season, collecting a trophy, Champions League third, I would be okay with. I'd be, I'd be. There'd be no complaints. Yeah. Um, and that, and just taking that in isolation, obviously, you know, some of the signings, some of the substitutions, but at the same time, even the substitution thing, I think you've got to let a manager work it out in his first year, meet those mistakes. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, I think there's one. I think if I was a United fan, I would have no complaints about this year whatsoever. I think you have made good progress. I was so desperate for you to drop out the top four to make yeah. this season an unbelievable one. But like you said, he that... didn't and he, he didn't fold it because you let's have it right there. There's a few games where you thought this could really knock us here. We could go on a couple of game losing streak and before you know it, we're out the top four and he he he, did, he managed the team and, and kept and, and kept it right. Got bench bench players that I like like Maguire. I feel I've never thought much of. I know he does all right for England, but he's coming there with a clear like, "You are not for me." The Ronaldo yep. situation. I, I like I, said, I, I did laugh at that, but in hindsight, shipped him out and things yep. didn't crumble and that. So you can't. He's got he's got Rashford firing on all cylinders. Like you see, when was the last time United player was on a, a scored as many goals in? So if I was a United fan, as much as it pains me to say this, I'd be I'd be relatively forget City it for now. Just a different planet, different level. I'd be all right in Iceland with the progress that's been made. That that that's how I'd yeah. see it. No, no, I, I hear that. Pundit, what do you think? Are you Mike's was being as, as part as complimentary as he's ever gonna get about <laughs> the situation at United. He sort of said that through great he's all you know, I'd be all right with it, which is his way of saying, you know, well done. Um what where do you stand on it? Because obviously third and a trophy, not too shabby, but there's been moments under this season where it's been like Wow, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, you can't forget the 7 0. Go on, Pundit. Yeah, no, well, you've mentioned it seven times now on this podcast, so that, <laughs> we've got it, right? <laughs> I don't mind you bringing up the 6 3 and the FA Cup final, but you don't need to keep bringing up what went on at Anfield because that does no one any favours. Um, go on, Pundit. What did you, what did you make of Ten Hag's first season? Yeah, you know what, right? Ten Hag's first season, listen. This guy's come into a club that's had a 10 years of mess in it. And he's a serious guy. That's why he started his job early. So for me, yeah, I can only give him a round of applause for what he's done at the beginning for this season. Do you know what I mean? For Manchester. Remember, he's come into the club, you know. The club's up for sale. There's been a change of CEO. Different staffs come in. Different players. Do you get me? And that's before you've got... Then you've got the Mason Greenwood story in case. Then you've got the Ronaldo situation. Then through the season, Sancho's had to get off for three months to the mountains and all of that. Do you know what I mean? Then you've got the Maguire captaincy situation that he's had to deal with so he's had to deal with a whole load of stuff on and off the pitch and then to top it off you've got the Glazers trying to trying to sell the club and do what they need to do so he's had to deal with a lot in it and he's had to deal with a lot of mess 
and he's coming to the club yeah and he's set standards in it and he's set a structure and people are working to his tune to a certain extent so for him getting third and for me to see Manchester United lift the trophy again yeah do you know what round of applause round of applause big man do you know what I mean Tenag he'd done what he needed to do yeah and at the end of the day it's all about winning trophies as a Manchester United that's what we should stand for in it from the beginning to the end, it's all about success and winning. But it doesn't stop here, in it? Because this season, for me, I would have accepted fifth if United finished fifth. Because I understand the magnitude of what Ten Hag's walking into. This isn't this isn't a club that's been challenging for titles. This is a club that finished sixth. Do you get me? Do you know what I'm saying? Way off the pace. So I look at it and I think, has he progressed Manchester United? Yes. Has he brought back some sort of enjoyment and standards? Yes. Are we moving in the right direction? Yes. So it's a round of applause for me. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't stop here, in it? Because United have got to keep winning and they've got to challenge for titles and they've got to try and win the Champions League now that they're back in it. So for me, Tenag, fantastic first season, in it? Obviously, you're going to get ups and downs. Obviously, the way results to Liverpool and City, that's got to be fixed. That can't continue. Do you know what I mean? But he'll know that. He's not stupid. He's not a stupid guy. Do you know what I'm saying? But ultimately, it's going to come down to success in the coming season. So, Tenard's going to have to stay on job. The board and whoever takes over, whatever the situation is, are going to have to back him in it. Because if United want to be successful, the whole we look at what City are doing. Yeah, we look at what Liverpool were doing when Klopp was winning under Liverpool. It all felt like one boat was everybody was rowing in the right direction, in the same direction. At Man United, it's felt like people have been going in different directions for a long time until this season where we're looking at Tenard. We're thinking, finally... We've got a guy that's a captain of the ship and can do something in it. So, yeah, first season, good season, do you know what I mean? But now it's time to move forward and build on that for me. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I think you look at where we are and, and what's gone on. And let's not forget as well, you know, yes, people are going about Liverpool dropping out and Chelsea had a, had a terrible season. But you've had teams that have stepped up. Arsenal for, you know, three quarters of the season were top drawer and then Newcastle have obviously stepped up so it's not been like you've had a free reign at free run sorry at the top four um the big talk as well just before we wrap up we need to talk about a couple more things on the United front the takeover the the zit you know the Glazer's gonna stay it looks like it's a Jim Ratcliffe versus Qatar if they are gonna sell I mean it's dragged on and on and on it was in November I think it was just around the time when they announced that they were looking for strategic alternatives in terms of funding and stuff. Looked like they were, you know, everyone took that as right. They're going to sell. We've had, I think, five rounds of bidding or the fifth bids come in. It's just dragging on. With you know, we're seeing what City are doing over their side. We need to get our act together. We need to go in the transfer window and and do well in it. And at the moment, we don't even know the budget. I don't think because we don't know what the owners or who the owners are going to be and what they're going to give us to spend. Pundit. What what are your thoughts on this? Do you have a preference? Do you, do you have a way you see it going? Do you, you know, how do you feel about it? Because at the moment, it just feels really just frustrating. Like everything with the Glazers, it's just frustrating. And we're still waiting now to see what what's going to happen. And, you know, we can't afford to get left behind again for another transfer window. Oh, yeah. The takeover's long, long. And do you know something? Yeah, we've got to look at it like this, innit? The Glazers, they're business people, so they're looking at it from a business perspective, innit? They're, they just want to squeeze every last piece of money they can get, any last penny they can get out of Manchester United, they will get in it. So they're not looking at it the same way we're looking at it as fans. As fans, we want a quick deal, let's get it done. You want it? All right, you take it. Boom, boom. How much are you giving me that? Oh, yeah, I'll accept that. Boom. That's how we want it done, innit? We want it done quick, swiftly, precisely, and we've got good owners who are going to make us better, and boom, 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 the fairy tale. But that's not how business works, innit? And that's not how the, the Glazers are 
especially the little leeches, yeah, who've been robbing from Manchester United for time, yeah, that's not how they operate in it. So they're on a different wave to the Manchester United fans. We're on a different wave to the Glazers. So ultimately, if it was down to me, I'm accepting the Qatari money in it because I think when it comes to money, United don't really need money like that. They generate a lot of money in it. We just need guys to stop robbing the club and invest the money properly. So for me, if Qatar are not going to rob the club, which they're not going to do because they've got enough money, it becomes down to the details. How's the training ground looking? How's the stadium looking? Do we need this play for that position? Yeah, but should we go out, go out on a limb for him? Yes, we should. Do you know what I mean? How are the facilities? Are the fans been treated right? Is everything... It becomes about the details on and off the pitch, innit? And that's why I want the Qataris. I'm sure you Sir Jim, yeah? Ultimately, do you know what's mad? On the face of it, he seems like the perfect owner, innit? Manchester United fan already in the football industry, was there in 99, supports Manchester United, supposedly. Do you know what I mean? You think, you look at him and you think, right, he's supposed to be the proper owner, the full owner. You, you, every club would want a fan who, 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 who's a businessman to own their club, innit? But to me, I don't look like he's got the funds in it to be able to do this thing properly without no debt and without this and that and without that. So for me, on the face of it, I'm taking the Qatari money in it and, and, and the Qatari, because they seem like they're going to be about standards in it. And Manchester United should always be about standards and always be about best in class. So for me, I'm going I'm going with the Qatari guys in it. Shake Jazzy, you get me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, United needs structure from top to bottom. Now, do I still have questions about the Qatari owners and the Sir Jim ownership if he was a turner to take over? Of course I do. Because Qataris, do we know? Do they know ball? Do you know what I mean? Because we can look down the road and we can see nobody knew whether Sheikh Mansour knew, knew football. But guess what? He put people in jobs who did. Tixi, Soriano, he looked at Barcelona's model and said, yep, I'll have some of that. He transferred that straight to Manchester City and now, and now look, they're doing trebles. So it's all about the key people who you, who you hire and recruit to get on your team, to get in the club and work their magic and do their stuff. And that's where Man United have like, Listen, United have had money. They've spent money, even though it's not United's money. I mean... The Glazers have spent money, do you know what I mean, which isn't theirs, but they haven't spent it correctly. So we need money handlers. We need money people that are going to know what to do with the funds at hand in it because it's all right having big dough. But if you don't know how to spend it, you're going to lose it and you're going to make stupid decisions in it. And that's where United have faulted for me. The summer, it's a big summer. We say this every year. Every year it's a big summer for Manchester United Football Club. And every year it feels like, well, every year, the last nine years it has been, are we going to catch say? What are we going to do? Are we going to sort of, reclaim this, that and the other. What do United need to do this this summer transfer window? Or you know, what do we need to do? How do you think it's gonna go? Oh, this summer's a big summer. Big, big, big summer. Now, United need listen, there's few positions in it that are going to need sorting out because we can see throughout the whole season in it that there's been positions where it's just not been good enough in it. The quality level's too low. It drops. Casemiro's not there. It feels like we've got no midfield whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? Back to McFred and all that. Number number nine, Wegos, Martial. It's not happening. Do you know what I mean? So we've got to look at it and you think, okay, definitely need a striker. Number nine, priority. Goals wins games in it. And to be honest with you, most of the league champions have always the teams that score the most goals. Now you're up against a machine, a machine, a robot, a maniac up top down the road, Harlan. You're going to need someone to compete. Do you know what I mean? If you're not going to compete, you might as well just finish second, third and fourth in it. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you want to win, you're going to have to compete with that. So you need definitely a, a number nine up top who can finish all these chances that Bruno seems to create. Do you know what I mean? So you need a number nine. I, I think United still need two midfielders because there's a good few men that I'd sell. McTominay can go for me. Fred can go for me. Do you know what I mean? But if I was to well, keep one of him, I'd keep Fred. So McTominay can definitely go. Ericsson, yeah, he's good, but he does lack a bit of physicality. Do you know what I mean? The legs 
up and down and we know the Premier League's full of legs in it. So yeah, another midfielder. The right back situation, listen, people say our Wan Bissaka's doing well. Yeah, yeah, he's improved like to positionally. But in general, overall, I don't think he's improved that much. I don't remember a good whip. Do you know what I mean? His positioning and timing, yes, is a little bit better, but could be still be better. Is he still good at is he any good at the back post still? Do you know what I mean? There's all sorts of stuff that we've got to look into. So I'd I'd have another right back and another young athletic centre back because Varane, can he play 15 games in a row continuously, consistently, like Ruben Diaz has for City? Can Varane do that? Or is he always going to break down? Do you know what I mean? Someone send, take, takes him for a run in the channel. We're, like, we're looking at each other, wondering, oh, flipping hell, is he all right or not? You can't have that if, if you want to win a title. You need consistency. So another young centre-back that can just pop in there when Varane's, when, when Varane might, might, might pull up. And obviously, the goalkeeper situation, that needs sorting out, innit? De Gea, listen, I still think United could possibly win a league with De Gea in net, but it would take a lot of covering up and United would probably have to change the way they play a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if you're asking me, do you, should United go for another goalkeeper as well? Then, yeah, they do, because I do believe he needs competition. I think it's time for him to compete with somebody, not a number two who comes in and knows he's a number two. I'm talking about somebody who comes in and thinks, right, used to, are up for the number one shirt and that's it. And whoever made the best man win, whether that's distribution, say, shot saving, do you know what I mean? All sorts of stuff, but it needs sorting out. So, in key positions, you need that spine in it. The goalkeeper says, centre-back, the midfield and the striker and possibly a right-back. If United want to be serious, I, I want to see six signings, not two, not three, because we're that far off it. You need five, six that are going to come straight into the team. So some of these men, when Casemiro come, yeah, he was straight into the team. There was none of that, oh, is he going to play? Well, well, do you know what I mean? Can McTominay keep him out of the team? We knew fully well Casemiro was coming into play. There was no doubt about it. United need three, four, five of these guys because the guys that are in the team now, some of them need to get relegated to the bench. That's how it should be. If you want to upscale, you've got to upscale properly. Do you get me? There's no point upscaling from just to finish second. Do you know what I mean? When you finish third. No. If you want to win, you have to upscale properly. And that and that, and that comes with quality. It goes with good scouting and good recruitment. Because, listen, not every um, signing has to be £100 million. Julian Alvarez costs City £30 million. Cheap signing. Akanji costs £15 million. Do you get me? These are not the world-beating signings. So, we have to just be smart in the market, in it, Manchester. And Ethan Aki been their best defender this year alongside Diaz. What, £35 million? Pound, £40 million? Go and get your recruitment team and go and get proper players to come into this team and do the job in it. And that way, United could improve. So, yeah, there's key positions that need filling. And if you want to be successful, they're going to have to get filled in it. Got another word from our great sponsors, DMA Sports Management. So, DMA Sports Management specialises in supporting families and providing first-class representation to sport athletes such as Manchester United's Marcus Rashford and many other young sports people built on values of hard work, determination and striving to be the best. DMA Sports Sports management is a family-orientated business that manages external and corporate affairs, as well as providing first-class community-focused sessions and support across the Northwest. So for more info, go to DMA Sports Management website, which is www.dmasportsmgt.com. So yeah, you're getting into sport, you've got any young people, so maybe it might even be a family member, a friend or whatever, you're a bit unsure of how to deal with the corporate side of things or agencies or big businesses and things like that and corporations, get on to DMA Sports Management, proper people, good people, family orientated, yeah? So yeah, big up DMA Sports Management and thank you for your sponsorship. So, I mean, this isn't the way I wanted this season to end, obviously, you know, as had its positives, a trophy and a third place finish, but... That treble thing, man. <laughs> the only English club to win the treble. 
And now that's gone. Manchester City winning three on the spin, winning the treble as well, beating Manchester United in the FA Cup final. I mean, gets no better. It, you know what, Mike's pundit was quite complimentary to you at the beginning of the podcast, and I was a little bit more bitter. But you, you know, you have made me laugh like you do. So fair play to you. Uh, you know, enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to last forever. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> so fair play to you, bro. I've been doing this all season. I've had some great support. Loads of people getting you know in touch, showing in the comments and and sharing it and stuff. And we appreciate it. You know, we enjoy doing this and we appreciate the fact that you guys enjoy it as well. So hopefully back next season and United can start to sort of mix it up a bit more. So we, we're not sat here again in 12 months time listening to Mike celebrating because I can't, there's only so much I can take. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's enjoyable, I can tell you. Well, 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 people, listen, it's been a mad season. It's been a mad one, you know both on the blue half and on the red half of Manchester. Do you get me? United have improved. They've gone up a little notch, you know what I mean? Even though there's still notches to go up. But City, listen, they've gone over and beyond, haven't they? Do you know what I'm saying? Baldy over there, down the road, he's coming to Manchester City and he's done the unthinkable and he's done the treble and he's rattled the red side of Manchester, innit? So the cats amongst the pigeons in Manchester right about now. Listen, the city's blue, innit? Right about now, today, as we speak, and United have got a lot, of, lot to do to catch up and, and get with it and get with the programme, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's United's own fault, in my eyes. But people, do you know something? I've got to say this, innit? Like, so I thank you for the season, for tuning in and all that, do you know what I mean? We've been here every month, uh, me, Jay, Motty and Mike, you get me? We've had a laugh, we've had a good time, we've had up, time, up, up times, we've had bad times and down times, but it is what it is, do you know what I mean? The show continues, you know what I'm saying? The summer's here. The football takes a break for a hot second, then it's back at it, back at it again in August. So yeah, big up all yourselves and respect to everyone that's tuned in and shared it and liked it and all them type of things there. Do you know what I'm saying? But listen, you know where we're at if you want to listen to previous episodes throughout the season. We're all there on Apple and Google and Spotify and all that. So just type in three points in the gaff and you'll find what you need to find. The goodness, do you know what I'm saying? So listen from me, Motty and Mike's live and direct from the 0161. Bigging up Manchester City, bigging up Manchester United and all the fans across the world, you get me? So for now, until next time, people, yeah? Big up yourselves. Take care, yeah? We're gone. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.